Niggas in the point ain't changed. Niggas in the point ain't changed. Yeah. Y'all hear my shit go, it's Andre Can your punk ass come out to play safe? Stay in your little hole, then coward duck your head You don't know who you be fucking with, you better off Yeah, that's what I say, best run the other way In case the physical break down, y'all can break now My kitchen full of heat, if you can't take the dip Make yourself exempt, pussy footin' around We getting y'all nowhere but stuff Nowhere to dub, bullets fine, niggas die My kitchen blasted, how drastic They got the nerve to ask me why I do the things I do I got the nerve to serve you up just like a way to do it now nah, nah. I take that back, that's my problem Turning and walking away, this ain't gonna work when they be robbing As long as big boys deliver, never standing by my lonesome Step up, nigga, if you want some yeah, Ain't no thing but a chicken wing We's having a smoke out in a dungeon with a Mary Jane It's just a pimps, players make that It's point, it's all about that sense in your chest It's a joy, ain't no thing but a chicken wing We's having a smoke out in a dungeon with a Mary Jane It's just a pimps it's all about that sense in your cheese. Well, nigga, you softer than silicone. Used to pump up shit. Sit that nigga down in the dungeon with them plagiaristic hits. I'm quick to stop a sucker flow like menopause and bitch. The original ghetto bastard. So now I make some shit. I used to see a dope, but in 1994, I'm making southern plagiaristic Cadillac music. But see, these voices in my school has got me reminiscing about the days back when me mammy had to work a kitchen. She had me making better grace to make a better life, but I never had no love or respect. We's gonna be your ride. I ran the streets and broke my curse because I gave a shit. I carry guns and butcher knives because I was steadily in the mix. Yeah, it was so hard to say goodbye to my man now. I'm at the end of my street, so it's time to take my stand now. I called a while because it's time to take the street. So if you ain't got the vertebrae, you're big enough nuts to be treated. I'm ready to wear them up like cereal. Just the international player coming through your stereo. Ain't no thing but a It's all about that shit, it's your chin It's the joy Ain't no thing but a chicken wine We stopping to smoke out in the dungeon with a Mary Jane It's just the pips, players make that It's the joy 3-5-7 to your foe, head that we mow Dead cause I'm a pro, careful or forgive me I got to keep my melee right beneath me When I be doing fine until these niggas wants to clear me off my street But in my hood, hood, they hollering at so Don't got no neighbors, they hit the pipe and never let go But I feel for the life, shock a con feel for you Ain't shit that we can do but rest in peace Part a roof on the concrete Remember when we ran deep Remember at the party when we served them niggas dandy They know not to test us, test me, do me, try me Dripping with that drama, my Beretta's right beside me One is in the air and one is in the chamber Y'all ask me what the fuck I'm doing, I'm releasing anger Quick to dodge danger, I'm taking it one day At a time I got the fattest dimes around my way You can sway with Andre, I'll take it to the whole joke, bitch Kids in the crib want dibs on the big man. Can he come out? Can he come out and slam a jam? I'm his number one fan. Yes, I am. All these kids realize that I'm the man. Hi, welcome to the Black Eye Tales podcast with your host Rod and Karen. Maybe we should announce that like uh, basketball lineups. Now in your starting lineup, number 23, Roderick Morrow coming from Fairview State. 
As always, just want to thank all the listeners uh, for downloading and listening to the podcast. Yeah, we love you guys. Thank you. Um, and we actually got, you know, you guys have been listening, giving us reviews on iTunes and um, leaving us, you know, giving us comments and feedback on Twitter. Um, I actually want to take a couple seconds out and read a couple of the reviews we got on iTunes. And so far, we've got all, all we've got is five star reviews, which is good. Cool. A lot of the podcasts that I listen to and that inspired me to do this one don't have uh, nearly as good rating as us or as many as many reviews. So thank you guys. Um, let's see. The uh, latest one is from AAW nineteen seventy six and. The title of the review is Intelligent Hilarity Ensues. Just listened, and quite honestly, these folks are hilarious. Imagine a group of friends sitting in their living room and talking about what happened during the week. You are funny, friends. It's awesome, funny, and intelligent. Um, thank you. Thank you. And um, let's see. Here's another one uh, from Tori in Charlotte. Uh, Wesley Pipes, my first episode. Just finished listening to my first episode of this podcast. I really enjoyed it. It really is in all caps. I like the mix of discussion on current events, both pertinent and outrageous. Politics, movie reviews, and general hilarity. It's edited well, and both Kay and Rod are articulate, lively speakers that are a lot of fun to listen to with diverse opinions on different subjects. Not to mention they're hysterical. Great episode. I look forward to catching up on past episodes. So, you know, thank you guys. Just wanted to you know, throw, let you guys know that we do read these and we are yes, always we encouraged. Do. You know, we're always encouraged to keep doing more. So, um, let's just, uh, you know, just wanted to remind you guys, leave comments um, and join our Facebook group. Just search The Black Guy Who Tips on Facebook. Join the group. You know, you, that's another good way to get in contact with us or email the show, theblackguywhotips at gmail.com. Um, all right, guys. <clears throat> Don't forget Bullet Ball. The official, no, the unofficial. Yeah, the unofficial sport of the black guy who tips. Yes, and uh, don't forget also that coming up soon, June is sundress month. Oh yeah, I'm getting ready to get my dress. So we'll be uh, participating this summer. Um, so any of you guys that listen to the Morning Jones with uh, Bamani Jones uh, on Hardcore uh, Sports Radio, just remember, you know, we are supporting them. Also, uh, you know, DJ Mike, the hitman, he's supporting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot, too. Make sure to have some pink and some green. Yes. <laughs> it's favorite it. colors. Um, all right. Um, let's go ahead and get into some of this news. Um, in Walpole, I don't know what that is. Walpole, W-A-L-P-O-L-E. Rebels Pride still sparks a fight. A confederate symbol near school is a divisive link. That's the uh, subtitle. Past clapboard houses with white fences in a tree-filled yard next to the local high school is an unusual sight. A large sign painted to look like a confederate flag. Wow. Yeah, I think I saw this in uh, A Time to Kill. <laughs> I think you did too. In most other parts of the country, the flag is searingly is a searingly divisive symbol of racial segregation. But here, it is also a display of pride for Walpole High School rebels. Uh, for years, Confederate flags filled the bleachers at football games while fans sang Dixie, the old Southern anthem. 
Yearbooks were emblazoned with the flag, and the celebrity coach went by the nickname General Lee. Damn, they were getting it in. Wow. There must be no black people in that town. That's what it sounds they like. They ran all the niggas away. Most of, the, most of that ended in 1994 when school officials declared the flag an inappropriate signal, symbol and eliminated it as an unofficial team emblem. But affection for the flag has lingered. And in the fall, it appeared in the neighboring yard, resurrecting what some say is an uncomfortable era in the school's history. Games at Cozy Turquoise Memorial. Turquoise, T U R C O, Turquoise, Turquoise. I don't know. Memorial Field now come with a disclaimer: read to the crowd, or read to the crowd to preempt tension and distance the crowd, the school from the controversial display. The Walpole School Community uh, Committee apologizes to anyone who may be offended by the private citizen who chose chooses to display the Confederate flag in close proximity to the Walpole High School field. The message goes, it is it in no way reflects the values that we support. So it's like not only did they have to get rid of the flag, but because some people or the guy next door wanted to keep rocking the flag, they had to start saying, hey, we're not down with that. Yeah, because you don't want nobody coming over there and Running down your, your your bleachers and stuff because they think you're associated with it. Yeah, and I mean, I understand his reason is like, I'm a huge fan, but it's like, uh, dude, come on, man. It's like people that are a fan of that flag are also normally a fan of racism. Why don't you, yeah. you know, that sometimes you lose out. hand in hand. And I understand some people, you know, the support and things like that, but it's more than just a symbol. It, it just what it represents means a little bit more, and people try to erase that when they try to stand for that flag. Yeah, and I mean, for people who actually get, you know, defensive when it comes to this topic, and you want to say, well, this is freedom of speech, I understand that. I'm not saying it's, illegal. it's not illegal. No, it's not. But what I do want to say is this. The rainbow, right? The rainbow. It's become a symbol in America for gay pride, right? But I like rainbows. Okay, I, I, I know, Karen. But it, it's become a symbol for gay pride. Now, imagine if I went out, because I like rainbows individually, and bought rainbow patches, rainbow stickers, rainbow shirts, rainbow... People are going to think I'm gay. Yeah. We Even do. though I'm not gay, I just think that rainbows are, you know, Pretty. a great symbol of whatever. You know, I like, I just like rainbows. Now, that's the same logic with this fucking flag. Sure, you're not, I'm not saying that everybody who has this flag is racist, but what I am saying is it's a good enough indicator that yeah. I can, that I will assume that, and most people will assume that you're probably not a fan of the Negro. If you rock a Confederate flag. Or the Hispanic or the Latino. Yeah, I mean, it's not a coincidence that most of the states that have, you know, this pride uh, in, a, in a losing battle, uh, but this pride in the Confederate flag are also the states where, you know, minorities are seen as the most unwelcome. It's not a coincidence. So, um, I don't care if it was this guy's school uh, symbol or whatever. It's like, look, dude, it's 2010. Don't try to bring it back. It's not the time, you know? No need to bring the shit back. Uh, we wish this proud rebel would take it down, said John Desmond, chairman of the school board. It is unfortunate that it was ever used. Many in the town say fondness for the flag, which for years was emblazoned on the team uniforms, runs, wow. runs far deeper than one defiant graduate. 
From the 1960s when a coach named John Lee came from Tennessee to lift the team to prominence until the school dropped the symbol in 1994, Confederate flags were flown openly at games, team photos were taken in front of a large mural of, of a flag near the field. I, I really wouldn't hate to be the brother on that team. Wow. Taking a picture. Like, you can never erase that shit. You can't ever. That's in the school book forever, man. Yeah, you can't uh, ever go. With the internet, too. Like, you can never try to be black and be somebody if you come from that school. Because they're going to be like, yeah, he's running for president. And look at this high school yearbook picture we found. Of him <laughs> posing in front of a confederate flag. <laughs> smiling his ass off. So, I don't know, man. But they was winning. They was winning. Yeah, this issue is just, I don't know. I, I don't see how people can can really defend this shit. But, you know, people do. People always do. Um, Alright. Police chief calls for more tasers. I'm a fan of that. Yeah, obviously, I'm, this is a pro-taser podcast. Yes, it is. Um, I think we should make the, the taser the official weapon of the Black Out Tips podcast. The unofficial weapon, remember? Oh, the, well, taser isn't really owned by anybody. Unlike, okay, okay. Unlike Bullet Ball, who might sue our ass because right. he broke. That's right. What did he, well, the taser is the official weapon of the Black Out Tips. Yeah. So, um, Chief Bill McManus says, equip every officer with a taser. <laughs> it's been nearly four years since San Antonio police officer began carrying be, officers began carrying taser weapons on the streets, and Police Chief Bill McManus says he believes the stun guns have saved lives. I think they've been great, McManus said during a recent interview in his office at police headquarters. I think the officers have used them effectively, and I think they they prevented a lot of injuries. Uh, McManus said tasers have not only reduced the number of injuries sustained by officers involved in physical confrontations with suspects, they've also prevented more serious injuries to the suspects. See, this is my point. It's the taser or the gun. I don't know where people get off. It's either one or the other. And, you know, if I was a suspect, I'd rather them run after me and hit me with a taser than run after me and hit me with a bullet. Yeah, that's what I don't get. Like, um... People get so caught up. People get so caught up in like, should you or should you not tase somebody that they don't realize the other option that's on the table is getting your ass shot. Yes. Give me the give me the hot bolts instead of the hot lead. You know what I'm saying? Any day. Like I might live from the hot bolts and actually not have a limp or whatever. You you get hit up with that bullet. You come. You gonna go to some serious. You gonna have some serious injuries. And then not only that, he said this shows that everybody get injured less. Yeah. Uh, when McManus was approved by the city council to equip his officers with the electronic control devices in 2006, only 80 hit the streets. The following year, 144 officers were assigned to taser weapon, but according to the city, only one was used the entire year on a suspect. So it's not like these guys are overzealous tasing yeah. anything that moves. You know, one time they had to use it, you know, um, at least one time that they reported using it. I mean, I'm sure there's some guys out there that are, like, tasing people in the balls and joking around, but for the most part... Ah, most people are legit. Yeah. Um, that suspect, 35-year-old Sergio Galvin, died after being shot by the device. The Bexar County Medical Examiner ruled Galvin's death was caused by an enlarged heart and the cocaine in the system, not the taser. Wow. Now... I understand. Now, I would say, yeah, the taser probably causes death. In addition to coke and, you know, an enlarged heart. It's not like 
you know, I, I don't I know that this is a political ruling where they're like, please don't say it's the taser because we don't want to put that on our report as the police killed somebody. But let's be honest, yeah, the taser helped, you know what I'm saying? But I still look at it like, hey, man, that's the risk you take, fucking with police. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, and my thing is this. When they say stop, your ass should stop. Obey directions. You get taught that as a little kid. Yeah, and it says uh, Galvin's death and other similar deaths across the country resulted in a policy change at SAPD. Suspects who have been using drugs are more likely to have complications after being shot. So officers are advised not to use tasers on suspects who are high. But the officer has to be aware of the drug use. If you know that a person is on drugs or has been using drugs, then taser use is prohibited. Ah, man. See, now we're going the wrong way with this. I'd say if you're on drugs... Even better reason to tell them. Even better you're, reason. You're, you're even more unpredictable. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if I'm a suspect now, I can just get. I just as soon as a chop show, I just be like, I'm high, I'm high as fuck. Leave me alone, please. You know, like I'll just immediately start. Like oh, I just did a whole bunch of coke. I, I'm on crack. You can't use a taser. You know. Yeah. But then I don't know. Maybe then the cop just pulled out his gun and shoot your ass. That's right. He didn't say they couldn't shoot you, huh? In 2008, 189 tasers were assigned to officers who used them in 61 incidents, resulting in 61 arrests, according to the to the city. The department also received one excessive use of force complaint related to the use of tasers, which was later justified by the Chief's Advisory Action Board. In 2009, 237 tasers were assigned to officers who used them in 108 incidents, resulting in six injuries and five citizen complaints, according to city records. One of these complaints was justified by the board while the other four are still waiting for a ruling. So, I, I mean, like I said, it's not like they're using these things left and right. It, the odds of them even using one is below. Rare. Yeah, it's very low. So, um... Yeah, the last thing they want to do is do more damn paperwork because they tase you. But I think giving cops tasers is like giving cops options. It's like saying, look... Yeah. Instead of just beating the shit out of somebody or shooting, shooting them, them. Here's, here's something you can do that more than likely will not kill them and... It, it saves you a lot of hassle. Instead of you getting kicked out the force for killing somebody. Or you happen to arrest them down. Make yeah. them stop. So, I'm pro-taser. And I am too. I'm okay with that. Um, my white friend of the week this week is Kevin. My old boss at uh, the we old company. Uh, I saw him. Um, he, they, they moved um, to, I want to say, Greensboro. And... Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go visit them one weekend or something. They had a baby. I took a picture with the baby. It's on my Facebook page. And, um, you know, just uh, had a good time with them. And he'll be missed, man. Like, very rarely at work do I form friendships. Me either. You know, I don't even like talking to that many people at work. Me either. You know, with my personality, I feel like I'm doing them a favor. Like, you don't really want to know what the fuck is going on in my head because... You're either going to think I'm very, very funny or very inappropriate, you know? And if you think I'm very funny, then you're probably going to want to tell other people. If you tell other people, that person might get offended. Like, I don't really need you spreading the word, you know? I don't tell people at work about the podcast. I don't tell them about the blog. It's just like, you know, I like feeling people out to even see if they would be receptive to that. I don't want you to be my Facebook friend. Nope. And when people say, I got two personalities, I got the personality off the job, I got the personality on the job. On the job, I'm professional and I'm getting paid. Right. This podcast, I'm doing it because I love to do it, which is something totally different. Yeah. And like I said, man, Kevin will be missed. He has, yes, a, be- he he has a beautiful wife, beautiful son. Yeah. 
And uh, I just hung out with them for a while, man. And, uh, you know, just thought about the good old days. So, um, just wanted to say what's up. And um, let's see. Uh, Arizona. We Arizona gotta, again? We done talked about that for three or four a month straight. Good God, Arizona. By the time I get to Arizona... Yeah, they, you know, they always in some shit, and, um, I think this article is actually on the internet, so, but, um, Arizona's fucking up again, you know, how they do, um, and, <laughs> it's funny, cause, um, th- now they're fucking with the teachers, first, you know, first wow. it was the, first it was the, um, immigration law, yes. which, you know, I, I like I said, I can completely understand where they're coming from, even if I don't agree with the tactic. You know what I'm saying? I can't think of a better tactic, so I'm not gonna sit here and judge them for coming up with that. Then it was the history, right? Then it was the, the getting rid of the uh, ethnic studies in yeah. in school, so they don't want and his and they really wanted to get rid of the Mexican ethnic studies um, because they thought that it was too controversial. It would tell people they're being victims. It would teach people that they're, um, you know, that they're that um, about revolution and stuff like that. So they were like, no, we got to get rid of that, right? So now the latest thing is um, Arizona goes after teachers with accents. Wow, Arizona. Damn, y'all want to get rid of everybody, don't you? If not, quotation marks, fluent they can't teach English learners. <gasps> Arizona is already under fire for its controversial new immigration law. And now this. Schools in the state are being forced to fire or reassign some teachers who speak English with an accent. Teachers who aren't deemed fluent can't be in classrooms where students are still learning English. Meaning many veteran teachers are taking classes to improve uh, taking classes to improve their English. If that doesn't work, facing the move to a higher grade where English learners are fewer, about 12.5% of the state's public school students are considered English language learners. Um, some of the pronunciation problems the Department of Education knows violet as violet with a B and think is tink. <laughs> While one principal agrees teachers should speak grammatically correct English. She doesn't see why accents should be punished. This is just one more indication of the incredible anti-immigrant sentiment in this state. Yes, it is. One professor tells the Wall Street Journal, ironically, Arizona hired hundreds of Spanish-speaking teachers, many of them recruited from Latin America in the 1990s to teach bilingual education. So, wow. Like here's here's why here's the problem I have with this. Okay, the people who are teaching English to students of different ethnic backgrounds, you know, are, I think it's better for someone who learned English to teach someone how to learn English. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, you might have an accent. People never get rid of the accents. No. That's like me moving to New York, and then every time I open my mouth, they go, well, you got that country accent, so you must be a dumbass. You know, like... But and there are people who think like that, you know. Oh yeah. Um, there are people. Uh, there was that one dude who was talking about our po- our podcast and saying like, "Oh, look at your accent, y'all must be stupid," you know. So yeah. You know, there's people who can't get over that programming already because they're so small-minded or just you know very ignorant people. And because of this, you they, they would let that affect how. They feel that you can accomplish your job. So basically, you're telling me, hey, if you speak 
you know, what we deem as, as not being fluent. And who knows what their standard is, you know? That's right. So you say, you pronounce think as tink, or you pronounce violet as violet, or... Who cares? Like, um, if you do that, the way that they're, they're saying is, hey, you're gonna lose your job, you have to go get re-educated, or whatnot. And, and my thing is that... With them hiring all these Spanish teachers, they're going to lose teachers. Right. I mean, and my thing, the whole thing is dumb. I mean, it, and it makes the whole state look very ignorant. Basically, they're going, if you're not a white American, get the hell out of our state. I mean, and, and that might not be the way that they are trying to come across, but that's how you coming across to everybody else. They basically go like, look, if you ain't white, get your ass out of our state. We don't yeah, want you uh, here. We making mm-hmm. rules and regulations to get you out of here. We want mm-hmm. you running. And and that's a shame because you know, people of other races, their money spends too, you know, you talking about restaurants, you talking about hotels. I mean you you go you're gonna affect your whole economy and then they having these debates where um, they're having to run campaigns to tell people to cross the state to come and support them. Why would I support you when you're running everybody out your state? Yeah, and the thing is, like, I take the hint, okay? Like, I'm not, I, every one of these things they are doing on an individual level, I'm sure it's defensible in some sort of way. Yes, it is. But it's the culmination of several tactics yes. that just says, hint, hint, get your Mexican ass out of my state. And I'm I'm smart enough to see that, and if it's like you have to be in complete denial for you for to you. look at the this and just keep going. Because on. it's back to back to back. I yeah. can see if it was one thing here, then something else. But all this stuff is passing simultaneously, so that means right. somebody's lawmaker is angry. They're getting tons of phone calls, so they're constantly keeping it up and passing laws, and they're gonna lose billions of dollars in their state if they run all these people away. And it's like, where's your subtlety? You know. Like, if if I'm gonna be racist in 2010, I'm gonna do the shit smooth. I'm not gonna start changing all the laws within like six months. Like, come on, dog. Now everybody knows you're the racist state. Keep it on the low. You know what I'm saying? Do yeah, they, do one thing every like every year until like four years later. Now you don't have any Mexicans. And, and the sad part about you made me feel good. Now South Carolina and North Carolina ain't on the top of the list no more. Yeah, and uh, of course, since you know this is such a big issue. My man Kanye West had to uh, had to chime in, so you know Mr. West is in the building. Um, according to reports, West is one of many artists taking action against the law. Um, he's talking about the controversial immigration enforcement law, okay. which we talked about in several podcasts. It, yes. Please, Arizona, stop doing dumb shit so we can stop yes. talking about y'all. Please, we talk about please. another ignorant state. You know I'm a racial connoisseur, and I have to speak on the racial issues of the the tape of the current climate. But please, just stop, man. Y'all can take a week off, and then we talk about some different shit. Um, let another state get some burn, cuz. I know, right? Jesus, take a hogging all the racism in America. I know. What happened to Mississippi, man? I know, with the, with the flags burning and, yeah. and the crosses burning. What? That's Damn. what's gonna be next. Come on. Alright, Zach De La Roca has issued a statement on behalf of an organization called Soundstrike, urging music fans and fellow artists to boycott Arizona to stop SB 1070, which he labels as an odious law. Among these artists joining De La Roca's boycott are Connor er- Oberst, Kanye West, Rage Against the Machine, Rise Against, Cypress Hill, Serge Tankian, Joe Satriani, Sonic Youth, Tenacious D, Street Sweeper Social Club, 
and Michael Moore. Wait a Most minute. Most of these people I've minute. never heard of before. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Street Sweeper Social Club? <laughs> I was a rock band. First of all, Street Sweeper is a euphemism for uh, a machine gun. And then they gonna throw, yeah, they gonna throw social club. Why not just be like, you know, cold, stone cold killers rotary or, you know, <laughs> the gangster book club, you know, like that <laughs> shit is ironic. Um, Cypress Hill, do they even put out albums anymore? Nah, I hadn't heard them in a hot minute. Rage Against Machine been out for a while too. Yeah, so, I don't know. And De La Roca's words, the new law sanctions Rachel profiling straight up. Straight up, yo. Straight up. <laughs> Now tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Oh, 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 oh. Get your Mexican ass out of here. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, forcing cops to Thanks, hunt Paula. down... Forcing cops to hunt down and target anyone they reasonably suspect that may be undocumented. And the people they harass don't have proof that they were born in the U.S. They can be detained and arrested. Okay, okay, look. Um, that's a little bit... Um, embellishing right there. They're not forcing cops to hunt down and target anyone they reasonably suspect that may be undocumented. That's actually not what's happening. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason I don't like this is because if you find something in the law objectionable, hey, state that. But don't make up shit that they're not. They're not kicking down doors. They're, what they're yeah. doing is they're saying, look, if we catch you doing something else... And yes, it leaves room, but you know, there's always room for cops to cross the line. But they're basically saying we catch you doing something else, like speeding, like yeah. robbing somebody, like yeah. concealed weapon or something like that. We're gonna check your papers. We're gonna check your papers if you look Mexican. Uh, and also, conservative people, stop saying, well, it's reasonably suspect that you might be undocumented. No, no, it's Mexican, okay? Stop. But both sides need to stop. The people who keep saying they're gonna, you know, just go out pull guns on little kids and shit and (laughs) just kick them out of the country and lock them up. Like, okay, they're not gonna do that. But by the same token, don't try to convince me that reasonably suspect means that, you know, they're gonna be pulling over Hans from, you know, uh, fucking Copenhagen and going, where's your papers? That's not gonna happen. It's like that. And and I think the whole thing about the situation to me, is that like you were saying before? They they they're trying to force the federal government to step in, which I think they're not. Um, but I, I honestly think maybe this is just me. With a lot of attention there, if it's not corrected and if nobody really steps in and control, um, I could see riots happening there. I mean, maybe that's just me. Like I could see some small incident setting off a fire to cause something even maybe. larger. I mean, yeah, there's a lot but of you racial know what tension. Because it's just the anger. It's yeah. like it's like a pot brewing and eventually somebody's going to get shot or somebody's yeah. going to get hurt or somebody's going to say something and it's going to turn into something bigger. I hope it doesn't, but that's what it sounds like because it seems like everybody's just screaming on their side of the fence right now. Yeah, well, they kind of get what they want in a lot of these instances because it's like, hey, these groups won't come to our state and perform. Uh, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like they, oh, okay. the, the people who made this law could give a fuck if Kanye West wants to come to Arizona and do a concert. That's true. So, um, but um, more importantly, I mean, I just think that it's just it just sucks if you are a legal citizen who happens to be a you know a Spanish or Mexican descent. Yeah, it just sucks for you. For you. I, but you know, I'd love to see a poll of just those people. Yeah, and are they willing to? 
get deal with this because yes, you know you really they're the rest yeah they're the ones who are affected not me i have no chance of this affecting me but you know i'd like to hear from people who actually are going to be affected like what do you think about this are you are you okay with them using this tactic to get down to get illegal aliens out and you know part about it, that's a poll we'll never see because all the polls we see a lot of angry people or just yeah you're right angry one way or another and yeah. I mean all these polls already have their bias and mm-hmm. their like they they know what result they want to hear That's whether right. it's True whether it's not. you know whether it's just them saying look most people want illegal aliens out of here or whether it's people going you know is there a better way to do this and uh, whatever you know alright Miami rapper Pitbull announced that he has decided to bypass the May 31st date on his Mr. Worldwide's Carnival Tour which was intended to stop at the Phoenix Celebrity Theater Pitbull relayed the news via Twitter explaining to his fans that it was simply a moral issue I am canceling my concert in Phoenix on May 31st how is the country how is the country we enjoy and love because of its human rights freedom opportunity and that has been built by immigrants now start to deny them it is contradicting to everything the USA stands for so um and like I said Pitbull canceling his concert is not gonna make any of the Republican motherfuckers who pass this law uh upset like no no it's not you know and I think eventually uh these are people that don't care but at the same time when enough people lose enough money and enough sale tax and the, the state tanks, mm-hmm. this is going to change. Like, money talks. I don't care how angry you can be. If you ain't got nothing to replace that money leaving your state, yeah, eventually that money's going to talk. Well, we will, like I said, one of the reasons I want to see what happens with this law is because I want to see the results when this happens. Like, yeah. wh- how does it affect an economy? Because... That may be a indication of how it would affect our our national economy. Oh, our economy I just want to know because what if it goes up? What if the economy does better? Then what? Will, all the detractors who keep saying like, "Oh, it's gonna fuck the economy up." What if it doesn't? What if Arizona's just fine? What if they're even better without it? We don't know. You know, we like to talk about shit like it's already happened. We don't know. It, it literally could not be a problem. The, you know what I'm saying? They could, they could do better and say, look, we got illegal immigrants out of here. Our economy is doing way better than it was before. And I'd be, I, I, you know, I'd be like, wow, I can't believe that. Right now, we just, we're just all making assumptions and guesses. We don't have any test case that we can actually point to and say, this is what illegal immigration did for this state or this Whatever. Yeah, that's because they know they're not included in numbers and things like that. Which well, we know that, like, we know that illegal immigrants have been in California for a long time. Yeah. But we don't really know how that really helps or hurts their economy. We don't know. Their economy has gone down over those times. Now, could it have been because they keep electing uh, people who spend too much money? Could it be because they're, okay. they've been trying people to go green? Money. It could be yeah. all kinds of shit. We, that's true. We don't have any isolated case of the only thing that's changing in this state is immigration. Okay. And here's the result. So, I, I mean, I want to see, man, because people advocate for both sides, but really nobody knows what they're talking about because we don't really know the results. So, I mean, even what we're doing right now is just speculating. We don't, you know, all I know is that it seems fucked up if, you know, you get harassed by this. But at the same time, maybe you're, maybe you don't mind. So, I don't really know, you know, how to, I don't want to just say, well, this is how it feels. But, um, 
Anyway, Kanye is, you know, just very upset about this. But, um, anyway, let's move on. Um, speaking of people being very upset, um, it looks like the Memphis Grizzlies' Zach Randolph was implicated in a drug investigation. Wow. Yep. Indianapolis, Indiana, which is not close to Memphis. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies <laughs> uh, for Zach Randolph was reportedly implicated in a drug inv- investigation on Wednesday. According to the Indy Channel, a police informant identified Randolph as a major supplier of marijuana in Indianapolis. According to an affidavit described in the report, police found drugs and ammunition inside a car that was registered to Randolph. This is not Randolph's first run-in with the law, having been arrested several times throughout his NBA career. He recently finished his first season with the Grizzlies and averaged 20.8 points, 11.7 rebounds in 81 games. So, homeboy is getting snitched on by somebody. Yeah, because that's the only way. And my thing is this. Most NBA players, their minimum salary is more than the average person. And, yeah. and so you you make too much money to be dealing with that crap, or you're doing it dumb. Why are you showing up? Ain't ain't you got enough sense to get somebody else to do that kind of work for you? Yeah, you're an idiot. What I assume happened here is that uh, Zach Randolph was driving through Indianapolis, you know, rolling dolo from state to state, and then some dude, you know had uh, some glasses on, he had a big old perm, and he was eating a banana, he walked out and he was like, I don't like that shit. I dropped a dime on them niggas. Like While he softly pats his Jerry curl. Yeah, I think he just got uh, snitched on. I but, do uh, too. He made the wrong person mad. But at the same time, you ain't had no business doing it, bro. Yeah, homeboy, this is real fucking stupid if you did this. And, uh, I mean, I just don't get the whole, like, Keeping it real shit, man. You made money. You you got money now. What the fuck could you possibly have to gain from being the kingpin of Indianapolis, man? The kingpin of Indi- Indiana? The, what, is, what the fuck? Like, I don't care how many times you watch Scarface. There's nothing cool about being the biggest weed supplier in Indiana. So I no, hope this isn't not. true. I hope not either. I hope this isn't true because... This is as dumb as Nate Newton's shit, you know? Just, dude, leave it alone, man. Speaking of niggas that just don't know when to quit. Okay. Spokesman Likens Kilpatrick sentencing to apartheid. Kwame Kilpatrick, New York City-based spokesman uh, Mike Paul, likened the former mayor's sentencing today to South Africa during the days of apartheid. Are you for real? Yeah. No wonder it appears many whites in the suburbs of Detroit dislike the former mayor. As many blacks in Detroit still support him and pray for him, Paul said in an email statement. Wayne County Circuit Court Judge David Groner's comments at the sentencing smell clearly of local politics rather than reflecting the findings of a legal expert, Paul said. Paul, with offices on Fifth Avenue, bills himself as the, rep- as the reputation doctor. Now, that's funny because um, this case happened in Detroit, and this dude lives in New York, and he's representing uh, Kwame Kilpatrick, and he's talking about the local temperament of Detroit, you know, from his New York office that he's sending an email out from. So it's like, yeah, okay, I wasn't, you know, I didn't give a fuck enough to show up, but anyway... um, Equal protection under the law is a constitutional right. Look for Judge Garner's own word to come back to bite him in an appeal. With this, with this sentence, former Mayor Kwame Kilpatrick was clearly not treated equal 
to all citizens under the law as a result. Treating him differently is unconstitutional. Unconstitutional. He suggested that Groner and Wayne County Prosecutor Kim Worthy were hoping to climb to a higher office on Kilpatrick's case. Paul threw another dig at Worthy who has undergone personal financial turmoil saying she could better spend her time attending to her mortgage. Damn, homeboy throwing shots. Ah! Worthy disputed Paul's statement saying the entire situation is tragic. I'm not gloating. I'm not celebrating. Kilpatrick's actions and conduct necessitated this result. Judge Groner said this was appropriate under the circumstances. Worthy went on to say, I will add that I'm not seeking any other office. You better not be. Yeah, so, um, I don't know, man. It's just kind of, kind of weird, um, that he, uh, that he got this, they pulling out this race card. And on Twitter, I saw a couple of people saying, like, free Kwame Kilpatrick, they did him wrong. Nah, that nigga broke the law. Come on, man. Yeah, and, like, um, supporting him is akin to, Wearing a free Wheezy T-shirt, you know, it's pointless. It's like saying free Ti, you know, like ah, uh, dog, no, no, not just. We don't ride for everyone because they black. That's not how we do, man. No, sometimes you break the law. You got to say the cons. I don't care, black, white, Puerto Rican, Mexican. You broke the law. They sentence you. Go to jail. Yeah, let me read some of his original shit because I think people aren't really um remembering this shit. Um. When he went to jail for the first time, Kwame Kilpatrick was convinced that his perceived enemies, the prosecutor, the news media, the governor, had set him up for a comeback, but he blew it again. In the same courtroom where he was sent to sit to jail for 18, 18 months ago for lying under oath at a trial, Hello. Kilpatrick was sentenced to prison Tuesday for violating probation in part by lying under oath. It was yet another extraordinary chapter in the life of a talented and, at 39, still young leader whose career collapsed under the weight of his wanton appetites and illegal acts to conceal them. The question now, what's next? At the forfeit in his dream job as mayor of Detroit, yeah, that's a nigga needs some new dreams. Just say that again. Mayor of Detroit is your dream job? Shit. What? I got the lowest unemployment rate ever. You're yeah. right. Damn. Uh, Man, they might eliminate the mayor position, but... He emerged from jail last year with a $120,000 a year position as a software salesman in Texas. An act of faith shown by CompuWeb founder Peter Camonas Jr. But the former mayor became a, for a former salesman by lunchtime Tuesday when he was fired barely an hour after the sheriff's deputy took him into custody and began his latest ordeal. Inmate number 70248, Kilpatrick faces between 18 months and 5 years. He got the 5 years. Still owes the city of Detroit $860,000. Whoa! Never thought in a million years, your honor, that I would ever go to jail in my life. Well, nigga, you was wrong. Um, anyway. Dude was just like stealing money. He had like affairs and like yeah, on try to on pay public off stuff on public uh, phones and public emails. Yeah, I mean, come text, on. They had the text messages. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm like you. We can't support everybody because they black. I don't support people just because they fucked up and they black. I'm no. sorry, cuz. You, no, you gotta if, do better. If, if you yes. stand for the right thing, I don't care what color you are. If you stand for the wrong thing, I cannot support you. Yeah, I don't know. Like people, I think people just get on some like, "Hey, man, when you're when you're black, you have to just support any black person that you know goes to jail." Mm -hmm, like, because sometimes guess what? You deserve to go. 
Probation officials had recommended sending him to jail for up to 17 months. The prosecutor asked for at least two years of prison and as much as five. Wayne County Circuit Judge David Groner had warned him last month that before he came back to court, he should have his affairs in order. With these ominous words hanging over him, the ex-mayor sat between his lawyers with his chin resting on his hand. He frowned briefly when Assistant Wayne County Prosecutor Athena Syringas said the $140,000 of Kilpatrick's restitution obligations paid so far had mostly been provided by others. He eyeballed her when he claimed that he had visited senior citizens' homes to ask residents for money. And again, when he, she said he lived like a millionaire while owing Detroit uh, $1 million. Wow. Yeah, so he... Feeling for the old folks? Yeah. They need to put you in jail and roll wheelchairs over you. Stealing money from the old people? Come on. Yeah, and um, like he pled guilty to obstruction of justice charges. You know, like People, you, you don't frame a guilty motherfucker. Like, this dude is is grimy. Yes, he is. So, I don't and know. And the taxpayer's man. money and stuff. Come on, y'all want to hang the bankers, but y'all don't want to hang him? Yeah, right. Yeah. And speaking of grimy, Kendra Wilkins' sex tape just came out today. And, uh, this bitch is a liar. Like, she started off on some, like, uh, well, you know, that was well before I got married and... You know, this, now I'm married. I don't want this to come out. I got to keep this hush-hush. And my husband is getting mad at me. Okay. On Wednesday, Vivid Entertainment released Kendra's sex tape, which they have, which they expect to be the highest-selling sex tape ever. Watch the Not Very Safe for Work preview here. I don't know how sex tapes actually sell, because I'm going to find this on the internet for free somewhere and just download it. Yeah, I mean, not... It's some people, like they said, a fool and their money will split the park. Yeah, I guess so. In the tape, Kendra is seen dancing nude and having sex with her high school boyfriend, Justin Fry. Kendra is now married to Hank Basket and they have a baby boy. How foul is she? And you wiped up. Wow. She. I mean, she was, she was humping that old man. Come on now. Kendra, Kendra yeah, I'm getting to that. Kendra has reportedly gotten already gotten six hundred and eighty thousand uh, dollar paycheck for the tape's release, and stands to collect fifty percent of the profits. A source tells RadarOnline.com that Hank is not upset about the tape or her decision to cash in on it because he's a fucking simp too. This happens when this happened when she was young. He already knew about this. She told him, and this was before they got married. The source said she was young and was in love with her boyfriend and thought she was going to marry him, and it just didn't turn out that way. I'm sorry. No respect for Hank Basket. Glad he's not an eagle anymore. No respect for her, uh, which I never had in the first place. But like you said, she was a person that got humped by an 80 year old man for a living when she was just barely 18. How the fuck I'm supposed to respect that? That's Me- my whole point. Meanwhile, this dude wipes her ass up, and you know she's doing a reality show, having his baby, and she's got this sex tape looming out there, and it's not like she really didn't want it to come out. Cause let's face it, if she didn't want it to come out, it wouldn't have came out. That's right. And she wouldn't have got a six hundred eighty thousand dollars paycheck or fifty percent of the profits. <laughs> she better get paid. Yeah, she and and I know that there's some people that do anything for money, but this dude got money. She has her own show. This is just what happens when you marry a greedy harlot, man. She's just a yeah. harlot, dog. She, you know, she's a. There's nothing to this chick, and like I said, I didn't respect Tiger Woods for. Pulling his whole, like, I'm going to marry the finest looking uh, model I can find that can barely speak English. 
I don't have no respect for, for Hank Basket or this chick, so, you know. But it's just funny that there's some type of surprise that she would have a sex tape, you know. Wow. Yeah, so, speaking of sex and sex tapes. Okay. Uh, my man, Mr. Cole. Remember him? Yeah, ain't that big? Yeah, he used to yell at the women. That's not him. That's Manny Fresh right there. Oh, I'm sorry. But uh, he used to yell at people and be like, you know, shake it fast. Watch yourself, bitch. Get on the floor. <laughs> Show me what you're working with. But uh, all right, so um, he's about to come out of prison. He's been in prison for a rape that wow. he committed. Wow. Um. Alright, he's a super talented dude, Manny Fresh said in the interview. On top of that, anybody gone for a while is going to have to, a whole ton, a whole ton of songs. He is really that artist and had a bunch of songs. He knows his raps by heart and there's no reading off of paper. Well, from us vibing and talking, he is cautious and very careful about things. He pays attention to his surroundings like crazy, and that's to be expected. He learned some lessons. He is with three dudes at the most now, and he says the whole entourage thing is over for him. Um, that's what he told X Double XL Mag. Um, well, I didn't know they were still out, but uh, yeah, he. Uh, I guess he's getting out of prison, and uh, Manny Fresh is just saying that he's changed somewhat. Uh, earlier this month, Mystical talked about incarcerated rappers taking responsibility for their mistakes. It's crazy. A lot of people ask me if I feel like they targeting rappers, and I guess there's truth to that. But the bottom line is, I'm in control of the decisions I make. I'm in control of the positions that I allow myself to be in. I'm in control of motherfuckers I have around me. So in all these areas, I fucked up. So it ultimately falls on me. So you got to wise up with the decisions you make, especially if you're fucking successful. Rappers, <laughs> respect your success. I came off the throne to try to show somebody to pay attention to what the fuck you do because it can cost you. Look how much it cost me, man. Six years. I be at that $100 million mark right now. I guarantee you. So now they done pissed me off. Now I want $200 million. Um, okay, what I don't like about that statement, there's a whole lot of days and how how they set you up. They target you. Mm-mm. Motherfucker, you raped somebody and filmed it. Okay? Wow. Nobody put you in any position. Nobody... How would they piss you off? You're a fucking rapist. You piss me off, dog. So I don't get that, man. I'm not about to sit up here and just be like, yeah, man, you know, mystical, man. It's fucked up, man. No, I remember what happened. In case y'all don't remember, I looked up the link to the actual case. Mystical sentenced to six years behind bars for sexual battery. Rapper must also register as a sex offender in Louisiana. Damn, dog. Rapper Mystical was sentenced Thursday by a district court judge in Baton Rouge, Louisiana to a six-year prison term for sexual battery for attacking his former hairstylist. First of all, you a grown man with a hairstylist. Ah! And you got the nerve to rape somebody. They call beauticians, <laughs> hair technicians. He's like, my weave ain't right. I'm raping you. Judge Anthony Marabella also required Mr. Gold, his real name, Michael Tyler, to register with the state as a sex offender under Louisiana state law. Mr. Gold will be eligible for parole after two years behind bars. Uh, Mr. Gold had originally been charged... Sex was she on 18? No, you can get sex offender for being a fucking rapist. It don't matter how old oh, somebody okay, is. okay, okay. He's a fucking rapist. I, I have no respect for this shit. Um, I ain't like his music anyway. No. Mizigo had originally been charged with aggravated rape and extortion July 18, 2002 after police arrested him and two bodyguards for threatening to turn his former hairstylist into police for cashing $80,000 worth of unauthorized checks from the rapper's bank account if she did not have oral sex with them. 
um, in Louisiana, aggravated rape carries a mandatory sentence of life without probation. And on July 19th, police revealed that they had found a videotape of the assault. Uh, after numerous meetings with the state prosecutor, Mystical's lawyer, J. David Berland, was able to whittle the charges down to sexual battery in exchange for a guilty plea. So this motherfucker should have been doing life in prison. But wow, he, he got he's sitting six out there, years and now he out talking big and bad because he's free. Talking about they targeting us, I guess rappers oh. is, you know, I'm angry now because now they did me. Man, fuck yourself, dude. Seriously. You piece of shit, man. And I don't... I mean, I know you don't even get that mad about, you know, because people do fucked up shit all the time, but that, that, that to me, that didn't come off as a, as a, hey, I accept responsibility, I fucked up. I mean, to me, it just sounds like a, a dude that is angry at the world for something he did to himself, and none of those statements deserve to even be in there, except for, I fucked up, that was my bad, you know? Um, let's see, uh... In early December, Mystical's lawyer filed a motion to withdraw his client's guilty plea to sexual battery of the infirm and no contest to extortion when he learned that the prosecutors had given Judge Marabella the videotape of the sexual assault as part of their negotiation. The prosecutor agreed the tape would remain sealed and would not be admitted in the case's evidence. However, when the judge asked to see the videotape, prosecution gave it to him to view. I cannot say in good say, state in good faith the state deceived us, but there may be there may have been a misunderstanding. So basically, they said, "Hey, we're not gonna show, um, we're not gonna show the tape to the judge. We're just gonna take your plea, and you know, see what the judge gives you." But the judge asked to see the tape, and they showed it to him. So they, the prosecution, fucked up and let them see, let him see the tape. But okay. in this case. Fuck you, man. Good. I'm I mean, glad they did. That's understandable. I mean, if they request it. They should see what you did. You're yeah. a fucking rapist. They should see it. I'm sorry. Uh, I cannot say... Da, da, da. Okay. Um, Berner said... They, they said they were not going to use the tape to increase the sentence. And we took that to mean the tape would be held confidential forever. The state did not bring the tape up to the judge. He asked to see the tape before sentencing. Though he is convinced... I wonder if he uh, jacked off to the tape. You think... Yeah, like I need to see that tape before sentencing. Somebody give me some lotion and some napkins. They said some some judges go butt naked underneath their robe. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, your honor, you got a white stain on your robe. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot say in good faith. Uh, okay, though he is convinced that he could have withdrawn Mystical's guilty plea. It in the hand. Uh, in the hand is better than two in the. A bird in the hand is better than two in the tree. The videotape of the incident is so inflammatory that it would have been very damaging if it had been presented in an aggravated rape case. Okay. That says everything. The tape is inflammatory to view because it's a fucking rape. Stop trying to act like... Stop trying to play games with me, man. Stop trying to play games, man. Yeah, he'd have got life in prison. Yeah, this nigga should still be in jail, man. I'm sorry. Kind of fucking, kind of. What kind of reasonable reaction to anything is that? Like you stole some money. Well, I'm not gonna take this to the to to the police, but let me rape you on camera. That that ought to fix everything. Yeah, right. Fucking idiot. Um. All right. You know who that is? Oh. That's Fifty Cent. Wow. Looking like Skeletor. I clap. 
Yeah, he's playing a new movie role, and he lost, uh, let me just read it. 50 Cent lost a lot of weight for his upcoming movie, Things Fall Apart. In the movie, 50 Cent plays a football player diagnosed with cancer. He dropped from 214 pounds to an astonishing 160 with a liquid diet and three-hour-a-day treadmill walks for nine weeks. Wow. And crack every five minutes. Yeah, this is what that look like. I'm surprised his lips ain't white in this picture. Wow. I was starving. Now he's back on tour and says, I've been eating. I'll be back in shape in no time. So I guess um, 50 Cent had to lose some weight. And he pulled a, a machinist uh, or, or uh, like a Christian Bell and just went all liquid with his shit and lost a whole bunch of weight. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah. I would read the rest of these comments, but they come off kind of gay. I'll read it. Ah. He did lose a lot of weight, man. Banks revealed in an in- interview with DJ Envy. That's Lloyd Banks, part of his crew. Okay. He's like a good 40, 45 pounds, and I was around him every day. So you didn't see it as much as people did. But when I seen the pictures, it affected everything, man. He's crazy. It's nonstop working. Running 10 miles, all that. Um, stop pop-ups. All that Universal Soldier shit. He's in shape, man. <laughs> But he's been on Icy's, man. All he ate was Icy since February 23rd. I ain't seen him. Not sure if he cheated or not. All I seen was freezers of Icy's and I eat in front of him. KFC, Burger King. Damn, he probably eat double downs in front of him everything. You know he do. Go to Golden Corral Buffets. Yeah, and they say he also removed body art to help his acting career. So he's, he's trying to be an actor for real. And that's why I think all rappers are... Pieces of shit, man. Like that's one of the reasons I couldn't really take rap seriously. And even when I rapped for a couple years, like I knew that that was the the end game for me was just I want to do these mixtapes just to see if I can do it, and I'm done because rappers don't even want to be rappers no more. Rappers want to be actors. Mm-hmm. Cause that's where the money is. And they come into the game as actors. You know what I'm saying? They come into the game on some like I got this much money. I got this many women, and they don't even have shit yet when they start talking like that. Yeah. But. And I'm sorry, I don't want to be married to a thug. Yeah, I mean, even if it wasn't thugging, I don't think these dudes are thugs. Oh, what kind of thug, thug? What kind of thug loses 45 pounds for an acting role? None. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm sorry, dog. This ain't thuggish to me at all. This is just some old, you know, just kind of some bullshit, man. This is why, you know, you you can't have beef with every dude in the industry. Nobody ever gets, you know, hurt over this shit, you know, since Biggie and Pac. But, um, you know, these dudes have all this beef and all this dramatic shit, but it's all just selling you a, a wrestling show, but with, with lyrics. Um, uh, Megan Fox was kicked off Transformers. Wow. Yep. The news last week that Megan Fox is off the third Transformers movie, uh, her side told the, the Warp that she walked away because director Michael Bay was verbally abusive and she had just had enough of his crap. He made your career. What are you talking about? Well, they did. They weren't getting along for a while. They have been bickering back and forth in the media for like a year or two now. Okay. Even after the first film. Um, so, uh, and I mean, I, she's all right. She's, I mean, she looks good or whatever, but she's not a good actress at all. So, no. you know, it's kind of funny to see her cut her own throat like this. Yes, but, she did. You know, a couple people gave her some other movies, so she probably is feeling her. You know, feeling her oats right now. She's like, hey, I don't need Michael Bay. Shit, I'm good, too. Um, 
She also talked how he made her tan so much for the film that she's nervous about getting skin cancer. Bay is known to be an ass to his female actors, and the article goes on to say that another of the female actors in Transformers 2, Isabel Lucas, wouldn't do publicity for the film because of Bay. This being Hollywood, both camps have differing responses for her departure. But he gets away with this shit over and over because no one has the power or the guts to hold this man accountable. He could never get away with acting like this in an office environment. It's also probably true that if the executives who hire Bay and tolerate his behavior acted like he did, they would be in court up on charges. So why does being a director make you exempt to these laws? I don't know, making millions of dollars for studio probably. Say that again. The studio side that Fox said that Fox's option wasn't picked up, but the rest of the cast will be returning in the franchise film. It's pretty common not to bring back familiar cast members. Bay has already said to be auditioning several models to replace Fox in the role as Shia LaBeouf's girlfriend. And speaking of LaBeouf, he spoke out last week at the Cannes Film Festival when promoting the Wall Street sequel. Talked about how disappointed he was in the last Indiana Jones film. Man, these actors are bitching left and right. He took some of the blame himself and said, I feel like I dropped the ball on the legacy that people loved and cherished. Um, anyway, I don't care about his part. I wasn't actually reading for that. Um, I don't appreciate how this article changed in the middle. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Megan Fox, she's off Transformers 3. And I, I don't care. a good thing. I, it won't make or break the movie. That movie still made billions without her. Yeah, and that, I mean, all her scenes in there were just fucking grinding anyway. Because it's like, look, you can't act. We don't need a whole yeah, bunch of slow-mo close-ups. All she is just... Hot and what people claim, you know, some people's version of hot and breasts and legs and boobs, and that's yeah. all people want to see anyway. And I mean, I don't know what he was saying that was supposed to be abusive or not, but I, I mean, I don't doubt her. He probably was being an asshole, saying a bunch of dumb, slick shit, but you know, whatever. I'm not about to sit up here and you know, I could care less. Just put out another movie or, or shut the fuck up, really. Um, all right. Here's a new trend that's going on. Let's do a couple more news things. Vodka eyeballing a growing fad among teens. Uh-huh. A new trend is raising some eyebrows, or more like hurting some eyeballs. <laughs> Doctor says some youngsters are trying out a new drinking game where they pour vodka right into someone's eyes. It's called eyeballing. Are you starting to go blind? They're even posting some videos of this online for all the world to see. A substance abuse expert is now warning people not on, not to turn a blind eye to the practice. They're not doing this eyeballing to get drunk. They're doing it after they're drunk, and they're drunk enough to act stupid. I haven't seen any students doing anything like that, but I've definitely heard of it. I guess it's, it gets them drunker quicker. It just gets in their system quicker. They're actually doing it as part of a fad. You know, I dare you to do this said Mike Gimble, substance abuse expert. Robert Stoutman, Stutman, president of the Maryland Opti- Optometric Association, says pouring vodka on the eyeball can have very damaging results. No okay, God. you could have asked me that, you know. Yeah. Uh, vodka is about 40 to 50% pure alcohol, which can t- take off the top layer of the cornea. It causes Ooh. scarring. Can it make you go blind? I suppose it probably could. It causes severe enough scarring to the cornea. Um... The expert says they are hoping to get the word out now since many problems are being hosted and they're concerned many will be trying the game. Okay, how do you win at eyeballing? How do you win at I this guess game? when you go blind, that's when you win. I can't see. It's like once you get the Stuart Scott eyes, then it's like you win. Uh, the yeah. Uncle Ruckus eye. And then, um. You win patches. 
Yeah, and then um, Ooh, who's? I don't mean no harm. Don't know black folks play that game. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. This is what happens when white people get too much time on their hands. Cause I'm trying to tell you, if you slash, I mean you splash alcohol on black folks, they want to fight. So I know you ain't pointing in their eyes. Like, since when did drinking a hundred proof vodka not get you drunk fast enough? Oh, they you trying to pull it straight into your bloodstream. What you gonna do? Uh, stick it in needles at the while? Yeah, like, the, what the fuck? Like, yeah, next they're just gonna be like, alright, man, look. Put, be this, up. put this flask up your asshole. I promise you, you will get fucked up. Alright, woman fights off carjacker at a gas station. A woman punched, snatched her keys back, and thwarted an attempt, uh, carjacking, attempted carjacking early Wednesday morning. Authorities said, fighting off a man who jumped into her car, she filled up her gas tank. Standing at less than 5 feet and 115 pounds, Rosalina Ruiz, uh, I'm glad this didn't happen in Arizona because yeah, no you know they would have checked her shit. Uh, said she. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, so he tried to rape you? Well, while you're here, you do fit the description. You look a little reasonably suspicious. Um, started punching the man instinctively when she found him inside her car, trying to protect her only means to get of getting to and from work. If I'm a small, I'm a small person. I can barely fight, but when I have to, I fight. Authorities identified the man as Christian Bonnell, 24, who had just got spotted minutes earlier by a deputy on the right shoulder on I, on the I-5 after having his ass whooped by a 115-pound woman. Ha! That must have been Second embarrassing arrest. And shame, I know. He must have been like, I know you ain't going to resist arrest, so just go ahead and give up, bitch. Um, <laughs> the deputy asked the man if he needed help. Damn, that was an ass whooping. Uh, his ass was so bad that they asked him that he need the help. <laughs> the man thanked him in the client. About 15 minutes later, deputies received a call from Ruiz who said the man tried to steal a car at a shell gas station at the corner of El Toro Road and Avenida de la Colata. Damn, this is. Did this happen in Mexico? Um, <laughs> Ruiz was on her way back into Laguna Woods where she works as a caretaker, she said. She had just put the gas nozzle inside her white RAV4 when she saw the man out the corner of her eye. This guy looks suspicious to me, and I got uneasy. Um, I yelled. I called, police, police. Rez jumped into the passenger seat of her car, struggled to take her keys back. The two struggled for a few seconds. She was able to grip her keys and take them back. He tried to grab her purse as well, but she was able to hold on. Damn, this nigga didn't get shit. The man... <laughs> and an ass whooping. Yeah, take this ass whooping with you. The man then grabbed a second set of keys he found inside the car, put the wrong key in the ignition, she said. She continued to scream and punch him inside the car until he gave up, opened the door, ran out. The only thing I have to get to work. Uh, she said, it's the only thing I have to get to work. When deputies arrived, they spotted an individual matching the description a block away. Um, he was identified as Bonilla. Uh, but uh, basically, uh, homeboy got an ass whooping. Wow. And... and and he's going to jail. Uh, yeah. So you had a bad day. Yes, very you got bad. Got your day. ass whipped. <laughs> Bye, little woman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, students KKK Road stunned Georgia High School. It really is a KKK Road still stunning in Georgia at this point. Um, <laughs> Catherine, uh, uh, I think this is going to be the newest class that they put in to take place of ethnic studies in Arizona. The, ah. the KKK class. 
Um, Catherine Arima wanted to teach her students a lesson about racism in U.S. history, but she got a little more than she bargained for. The Georgia high school teacher unwittingly created an uproar when she let students walk through the school last week wearing white KKK robes as part of a class assignment. Unwittingly, unwittingly, that is the wrong adjective there. Uh, without warning, students at Lumpkin County High School wanted wa- watched in shock as four students entered the high school cafeteria dressed hood to toe, hood to toe. Ha <laughs> ha. That's a good one. And what is perhaps the most potent and frightening symbol of hate in American history? It turned out that Arima's class was filming a scene involving the Klan as part of a video project, but many say the historical reenactment hit too close to home. I was outraged. Okay. Um, say 18-year-old senior Cody Ryder, who was mixed race. Uh, so that's what he told the paper. I was mad, so I started walking to them. 18-year-olds don't say I was outraged, by the way. Um, Arima, who was white, told the Associated Press that when they realized the effect the rose had on their peers, her students were upset as well. How did no one see this coming? Does she have no black people in her class? No black people in the school? I guess not. That is an assignment that I would have... Actually, if a teacher gave me that assignment in high school, I would have laughed so hard. We would have never got anything done. And not only that, man. There's no black in this school because they walk down the hallways. Man, if they'd have did that in Olympic, as soon as the door opened up, they'd have been jumped on. Yeah, I had a teacher once tell me how he got robbed in uh, in New York, and he's a very smart man. He's one of you know, he, he actually went on to go teach at Georgia Tech. He's just a brilliant man. But he said that the way they robbed him was by asking him, "Did he have the time?" When he looked at his watch, they punched him in the face and they took his his money and stuff. And I just I laughed so hard because. Do you have the time is like the cliche, the most cliche of the 1990s, 1980s New York tourist robbery like move is what time is it? They get you to stop for a second. Bam. They take your shit, you know? Oh, I've been a victim. Yeah. And so I would stop him in, in the hallway every day and I'd just be like, hey, you got the time? And he would always check the time. Ha! And then I would just laugh like. I, uncontrollably until one day he figured out not to, you know, okay, I'm not going to check my watch anymore. So I felt like I helped him, you know. Um, well, this is kind of the same deal, you know what I'm saying, where yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of like one of those, this is so laughable, I can't believe no one clowned her as soon as she came up with this idea. Nobody? Nobody clowned her? Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. Um, I was in the lobby this um this week, mm-hmm. and this girl came in, and she was looking like she was um, looking for someone, like meeting someone there to do an interview in the lobby. Mm-hmm. Baby, she had the biggest arms. I, she like a muscle, like a bodybuilder. Wow. Yes, and I mean I don't know what people find attractive about that, but she looked like she should be on ESPN in those contests they have the uh, for the bodybuilding women. With the wow, she must have been cut then. Yes, and she somebody I put a picture on uh, Twitter mm-hmm. and people were like, uh, somebody said she looked like Lil Wayne ah! in the face, um, and not in a good way, as if there's a good way to look like Lil Wayne. Say that again. But um, yeah, she her arms were so masculine and defined. I was like, what man wants that? And what woman would want to look like that? Here's a picture of her. Look at her arm. Right here? Yeah, that's the woman. What? Oh, she cut. Yeah, and I, I mean, she was just... 
it was just disgusting and it made me think like what kind of discrimination does a person like that face on a daily basis because it's like she might i know a lot of people probably probably uh talk to her like she a dude because she looked like a dude not just that, but when you show up for an interview and uh, you're a 180 pound bodybuilding all muscle woman named Keisha. Yeah, like what? Like what does the what's going through that interviewer's mind? You know, like do I want to hire you for the secretary position? I don't know. You scared about it? Wait. Yeah, like you know, I I don't know. It was just weird, man. But um, I don't know. Work with what you got, I guess. Um. And then, uh, I just wanted to do a couple seconds, uh, to wrap this up on some TV shows. I know you're behind on some, but, Mm -hmm. and some you never really watched, but, um, the Lost Finale, Mm -hmm. a lot of people were upset by it. I wasn't. Well, you never really watched Lost. No, I haven't. So, of course, you're not upset. But, (laughs) a lot of people were upset by it, but, um, I remember about three years ago, when they were writing all these filler episodes, and, and I brought it up to people like, hey man, there's like 10 episodes in a row that really haven't accomplished much to move the plot along. And everybody was like, man, you don't know what you're talking about. This is still great. You're the one that's wrong. Da 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 da. And I was like, look man, I, like, this feels like um, He-Man. You know, like, it feels like all those old cartoons where you just keep the plot going until it gets tired. You're not. Yeah. You never not, have an end you're game. You're not pushing the story along. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of felt like that to me, and I told people that, and they got mad at me because they were Lost nerds and Lost fans, and you know, and I love Lost too, but you know, maybe not as much as those people, but you know, they got upset with me and you know, doubted my fanness and all this shit. Which okay, whatever. <laughs> but um, it's funny how all those people were upset by the finale of Lost. When and I think I wasn't upset because a long time ago I realized, hey, this is all kind of bullshit. You know, uh, it ends how it ends. I'm watching it because I have that completionist disease where I have to watch everything. Yeah, from from the start to yeah, the end. Yeah, but I'm starting thing. to overcome that. Yeah, I gave up on Heroes and I I, I had to get that one up. I'm starting to overcome that though. I, I gave glad. up on The Office. I gave up on yeah. Justified this year. Yeah. Um, so I'm starting to overcome that I, one show at a time, you know. But um, anyway, I like the finale. Uh, I thought it made as much sense as any other ending would have made. That's true. And I'm done, you know. I'm I'm okay with it. I, you know, it's not the greatest show uh, ever, but it was cool. Um, 24 season finale came on. Yes, it did. Um, what did you think about it? I liked it. I mean, it, it's kind of open-ended. I hate that they ended it because the way they ended it, they could have went, they could have did a lot with it because you had the Russians after Jack, you'd have had our country after Jack. So that would have been really interesting where they would have took it. I thought they were going to kill them off, mm-hmm. you know, just to say, okay, this is the end of it. But they didn't, which was kind of a little surprising to me. Um, well, word on the street is they might have a movie come out eventually with the same, like, 24 premise, you know, for the movie. Okay. So, I mean, I, I'm not saying, I don't know that that's confirmed, but that might be why they left him alive. You know? <gasps> okay. So okay. that they just leave that possibility to bring the show back or bring a movie back or something like that. Um, I liked it, too. Um, it was a fitting finale to that show. Yes, it was. Um, and... You know that I don't. I don't really know what else to say. I, I I thought it was good closure, and I'm not offended at all. And me either. You know, it it was it was a lot better than the Lost finale. Um, 
And I've been watching Boondocks this year, and I'm I'm all caught up. And the last two episodes, the kickball episode it was good. I didn't see the last one, but I seen the kickball. And uh, I saw the I one started with, it with Uncle Ruckus and yeah, the white dude, the Rebel, uh, yeah. whatever Johnny Rebel or something. Mm-hmm. And what I'm starting to realize about Boondocks this year, it's a lot like Paul Mooney's comedy. Um, it's very biting. It's very grating almost. It's, it's very. Uh, um, edgy and it puts you in a very uncomfortable place sometimes because they push it to the limit, you know. And okay. it's there's definitely two levels to the comedy they're doing right now. There's the satire level of you know, hey, they're saying nigger a lot, or yeah. you know, look at look at what he has on. There's that level. Yeah. But there's also a subtle level to a lot of this, like the Obama episode with the entire indictment on the black community, and yeah, it's. Uh, fake support for him, and then it's lack of support for him now, and yeah, uh, the uh, also the um, and how you can't criticize Obama if you're black, and that um, was serious. I know a lot of people like, well, not even criticize. I take that back. You have to support him. Yeah, a lot of people you talk to, it was you for Obama, and if you say no, or I don't know, or you like hearing, you say, hey, you're not gonna start a fight. You like it ain't this is that serious. Yeah, and um, this last episode I really felt was poignant and almost not funny because it was so hard-hitting okay. with how over-the-top the racism was. But the bigger point that a lot of people are going to miss, hey, he was making a big point to me about a lot of these black people who support the conservative movement and conservative okay. politicians and and people who have historically been racist towards other black people, people who um, have a history of using race to profit and it's like when you support that um, because you agree with it or because um, you know you don't like black people either Yeah, like that's not a good reason and, no. and it just makes you look foolish supporting that and giving cover to Hey, this this racism is okay because I support it, and um, it was actually kind of deep, man. And um, I know you haven't watched it, so I won't go into too much detail. No but problem. this season is just very. Um, I, I don't think people are getting the yuck yucks out of this season yeah. that they're looking for. Or, yeah, because yeah. it's not about that shit. And this is a this is some like your you know this season they, this show will probably not get picked up again Ooh. after this season because there's just too much uh, subtext and too much of a message behind what they're trying to spread and you know it's always been a deep show but it looks like as of late they're just doing hard hitting episodes so uh, speaking of hard hitting episodes this has been another hard hitting episode of the Blackout Tips podcast uh, follow me on Twitter I'm at Rodimus Prime I'm saying that again, that as in D-A-T. I hope we weren't too hard-hitting for you guys. And um, check out the blog, theblackguywhotips.blogspot. Um, I just updated it um, two days ago, I think. Um, and also, uh, make sure you join the Facebook group. Make sure you uh, leave us a review on iTunes or leave comments on Podomatic.com. Just search for The Black Eye Who Tips. Um, and uh, until then... You know, we're out, and uh, I love you. I love you too, baby. And, uh, you know, we ain't gonna let me get up in them drawers. No one on the corner has swagger like us. Swagger like us. Swagger, swagger like us. No one on the corner has swagger like us. Swagger like us. Swagger, swagger like us. No one on the corner.
Mr. West is in the building. Swagger on a hundred thousand trillion. Hey yo, I know I got it first. I'm Christopher Columbus. Y'all just the pilgrims. Thanksgiving, do we even got a question? Hermes pastel, I passed the dressing. My attitude is tattooed. That means it's permanent. So I guess we should address it, huh? My swagger is Mick Jagger. Every time I breathe on the track, I asthma attack it. Why he so mad for? Why he gotta have it? Cause I slay my whole life. Now I'm the master. Nah, nah, nah. How I feel to wake up and be the shit and a urine. Nah, nah, nah. Trying to get that Kobe number one over George. Can't wear skinny jeans cause my knots don't fit No one in the corner got a pocket like this So I rock, rock jeans cause my knots so big You can learn how to dress just by checking my fresh Checking, checking my fresh, checking, checking my fresh Follow my steps, it's the road to success Where the niggas know you're better when the girls say yes But I can't teach you my swag You can pay for school, but you can't buy class School of hard knocks, I'm a grad in that all blue Yankee is my graduation cap, it's over Dippin', dippin' rovers, whippin' with the soda Over Did you even have any doubt after doubt it was over? Shit that make them call you.